Oh. Oh, my God. Here we go, gang. It's High Drop. Episode 21. One, 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 one. This episode is brought to you by me. Because all of them are. And uh, if you want to actually check out the sponsors, we'd really appreciate it. They're in the description. But we should just kick things off before we do any of that. You know what I'm saying? Let's get hyped. Get a little pumped up for the rest of the week here. All right. Oh my God, guys. What's up? What's up? It's a Tuesday morning. We are just doing it again. You know, this time we got no guest. I hope you guys enjoyed the last few episodes mixing it up and uh i'm just gonna attack it today i I didn't know uh, what was gonna come out with you guys today really had some things written down but then i kind of switched it up last minute i checked the old the old hype drop hotline inbox finally um just was trying to let some things pile up it and nothing really piled up there is one voicemail in there so we're gonna talk to that guy because god damn it Somebody at least tries to contact the High Drop Podcast. We really appreciate that. So we're going to open the episode with a little hotline call, I think. Um, and then we go into maybe some of these other ideas, these bullets I had written down. Just going over. We'll do some housekeeping, you know. We got kind of a week off, I feel like, for this episode. I'm going to try to keep them short. I always try to keep these solo sessions a little shorter than they end up. But but I ramble. You guys know that by now. I ramble. I enjoy a nice ram. I'm like a ram. I got horns out the side of my head. I'm like a ram bull. It's like a ram goat horns on a bull cow. Like a twisty horn with like that spiral, sick spiral shape. Like the Princess Leia bun spiral ram horn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's what I'm spitting today is some rambling. And uh, I hope you guys are ready for that. So we, we're we going to go over some other parkour news, of course. We're going to talk about, just to give you guys a preview, just in case you want to know. We're going to talk about, first of all, it's summer. It's officially summer. It's the first summer episode. So hooray. Hooray for summer, all right? First of all, like let's all be stoked. Things are going all sorts of wild on the the gram already with um with the amount of training that is accessible now in summertime everyone's outside getting their tan on everyone's looking good you notice that i feel like i look way better with a little bit of a tan i need to like i need to move somewhere where i can be outside i look so much healthier with just a little bit of gold on my on my skin and most people do like everyone just gets hotter Literally and figuratively, in summertime, people just get all sorts of sexy. Yeah, whoops. I got a little cut off there for a second, guys. You won't probably notice, but I had to stop because I... It's hard to produce this show 
all at the same time. I'm trying to do it like as I'm going, which is kind of weird and tough. And the voicemail that I had queued up, the one high drop line caller, just all of a sudden shot into my ears, screaming into my ears, into my headphones here, and I'm not ready for him. But yeah, what I was saying is summertime is sexy. It's a sexy time of year. People are wearing short things. They're showing off them thighs. You're seeing that tear drop above the knee. You're seeing that glute pop out the shorts even sometimes, or the dress, or the, what is those, those rompers? Eh, uh, I might be a, I need to just calm down here. I'm getting hot just thinking about him. Um, I'm a creep. I'm a full-blown old man is what it feels like sometimes. I can't help it, though. You need to, you need to embrace the heat. You know, it's that summer expression. We talked about that with uh, Sebastian. Summer expression. You have to express these feelings. But it's really cool. Um, we got a Guernsey trip coming up. I'll just highlight that later in the podcast. And then just some of the latest content. I wanted to just, I just handpick stuff, whatever is interesting to me from the week. And uh, what I saw this week was, of course, Store did their Canon Store combination release. So I would love to talk about that a little bit. That was a sick video. Competition season's heating up. I'd like to just gloss over that beast a little bit. And then, um, and then a, a, a friend of ours, Abdullah Fat, had a fucking fat bail. PH Fat is his team, and PH Fat was the bail. So we might just drop that one in there as well. But first, let's get to the hotline caller because, again, this is kind of a housekeeping episode. We're just going to kind of go, go, go improv for this, this episode, as we always do. But we're going to just clean house. We're going to just wrap things up a little bit around here make sure all the ends are tied up no loose ends around the high drop studio and uh the only loose end we have is basically one comment one dm on the gram and one beautiful height drop listener who called in and uh we appreciate both those people that are participating in the podcast so um by the way this this uh this hotline caller i don't know what was going on with their phone but we might have to cut them off. We might have to shut it down. And I might have to just explain to you the gist of what it was because it's pretty hard to hear at times what he's saying. Like, I, I struggled. But um, we'll, we'll at least try. We'll at least try it out. And uh, and if it's unbearable, you're going to just, you're just going to, I'll just, I'll cut it off. If it's unbearable, I'll just cut it off. But I do want to shout this this beautiful human being out because I do appreciate the interaction. So without further ado, here's a question from a head drop listener via the hotline. And when you call in on the hotline, sound better than this for sure, if you can, please. I live in high drop listener here from Denver, Colorado. So we heard Denver, Colorado, which hey, holla, you're from uh these parts, around these parts. I'm a f I'm a I'm also from around these parts. So congratulations on being from a dope area. More? Let's listen to more here. Fuck, this is so hard to do, guys. I'm sorry. We're going to definitely have to just gist this up. To all the high drop listeners in Asia. Um, going on an Asia tour this summer. Starting with Lion City Gathering in Singapore. June 22nd. Uh, something on a scale. That oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, that's just unbearable, isn't it? We're, uh, that's not going to work. But um, I did. I was able to discern. So... 
first of all, shout out to all the the Asian listeners. Apparently, is what he's what he's getting at because uh, what he gets on to say in the in the voicemail here is that he's going to Lion City Gathering, which is happening, as far as I know, basically right now. So, for sure, shout out to all those people out there, and uh, and thank you for listening. And um, he's taking a trip out there, so I actually don't know who this caller was. Still, it was I couldn't tell, and unfortunately, the the number or the name was scrambled in the message, and um, but. I will answer the question. So the caller, I'm assuming, listens. You're listening right now. I'm sorry. I don't know who you are. I don't even know if you said your name. You might have forgotten to say it on the voicemail, to be perfectly honest. But the sound quality was potato-esque, so we're not going to be able to, to understand now. But what he said in the voicemail was he's going to Lion City Gathering. He's going all up and down Asia. And, <clears throat> excuse me, and... uh and he's excited about that. And also a lot of the a lot of what the, the voicemail was about was the documentary What Happened um, from the Merm documentary basically that was released last year. What happened? If you haven't seen it and you want to, by all means go see that. He wanted to give it a quick shout out. It's it's something that like obviously I you know produced alongside Dylan and with uh, with Merm. And so it's kind of weird to, for me to, to plug my own film right now, but it did work real fucking hard on it. So I hope you guys do watch it, honestly, because it was a beast. Um, and he had some questions about the, the tour, uh, namely, well, first of all, he, he was curious about the, the, the editing and the, the way that he expected the film to go, given the lineup of characters, the, the Callum Powell's in the mix, the Phil Doyle's, the Kai Willis, you know, some of these more well-known trust sewers or free runners and the, what he was interested by and wanted to know more about was the, the fact that we took like this different take than he anticipated, at least um, a very different narrative of, of, of not really, <laughs> I don't know what, what, I don't know exactly what he meant, but what he thought what it was going to be was like a lot of dialogue about the philosophy of parkour and the training styles and like, this type of thing and uh it was more or less showcasing movement and showcasing reality of of what happened you know that's why i called it that there's so many things i would love to do with this with this what happened documentary uh that still has to come to fruition i guess and you know I don't know if anyone knows or heard or uh, follows, you know, a good our, our good friend Dylan Baker, you know, all fellow Myrmidon, fellow um, founder and member of that trip. But Dylan's dad passed away um, last week, and so, you know, we were even potentially planning on working on doing that behind the scenes. Like, I really want to do like a director's commentary of the film so you guys can you know people that are fans of it can get more insight into what happened at, during fil- the filming of what happened it's getting meta and uh and of course you know that that tragedy you know it was it was really unfortunate we all send our best wishes out to Dylan Dylan Baker and um his family and loved ones who are you know dealing with that right now um uh but so yeah that takes complete precedence over anything we were, were trying to do with with any brand or any business or any you know video but uh, i you know the just like when we when we were at the the funeral and, and you know it's it's 
it's it's important to also get those stories out there too though because you know he, Dylan's dad had a really inspiring story and um and it helps you understand your your friend Dylan you know it helped me it helped me understand things about um my dear friend even more just like hearing about his his dad's upbringing and in life and uh, I don't want to go too much in detail detail that's really not the time or place but um send your love out to to Dylan if you if you know him and uh oh god well, I have to bring it down guys I'm sorry for bringing it down but that is that is life that is the way of life um we lose our loved ones and and uh and what I was getting at with the director's commentary with any of these stories and and the thing is like what with, with what the our caller was anticipating you know was basically more or less something that we kind of thought we would do too. Like that's kind of how we anticipated it going out there. You know, I was, I wasn't necessarily even trying to make, um, a film about doc or a documentary about parkour. It was actually Dylan's, um, idea initially. And he wanted to, to go out there and showcase some of these athletes that are different styles of movers than the ones that he, that we were seeing at least in that era in 2015, when we shot it, there was, less focus on on the stricter parkour athletes and less focus on the people that are going you know a to b and that's I, I, that's probably why a lot of people thought the philosophy and stuff like this were going to be in it because it was a little more true to the roots of parkour's origins or genesis story with the movement styles that we were the athletes we were talking to rather than the the mo more modern progressions of you know the free running style that is just Basically, whatever. I don't want to open up this fucking parkour free running debate right now because god damn. But, um, <laughs> but uh, obviously there's there's just different modern offshoots, and then there's you know there's sort of a more classic style just because those are the those are the moves that that were pioneered first, or you know dive they were dived into the deepest before you know people started going into the flipping and twisting as deep as they are now. Um, but that's not what happened. And like, I, you know, I kind of want to just wait for, for this, for this to occur and, and if see if, you know, um, if, and when Dylan will be on board to do that, because I think that would be the best insight I could give to you guys that our fans are interested in the film. Uh, but if you haven't seen it, I do think it is a nice piece of parkour history sort of you know for me like it was just a i was just capturing you know i did the editing for the film and you know obviously shot a lot of it and and um was in it and all this stuff so i could go on about it literally for this entire podcast and more really easily so i'm going to try to avoid um doing that without without having someone to at least bounce ideas and talk to uh, with bounce ideas off of and talk to because i'll just ramble on i don't even know exactly who's interested in what and, um, and it, to me, it's, it's all pretty interesting. So, but yeah, just to sum up, like that's, I just tried to show honestly as much as I could, what, what, what I was looking at, like what, what happened. That's why we, like, that's why we called it that is that this is what happened. You know, it was as much as we thought we were getting a documentary, um, that would, I didn't want to like jerk parkour off, you know, with a film. Like I just wanted to show what the, what was, what happened. And obviously these people, these young people, and this is something that the caller was talking about with Callum and stuff. He, he, the caller mentions like he thought that, 
you know, oh, he was like hanging on the edge of his seat on every word that Callum was about to say as if Callum has some kind of divine wisdom that we're going to, that's going to change his training and change his life. And, uh, you know, it might be something that works really well for, for him or for anyone else. You know, Callum is well-spoken. He's got his Callum tips. If you don't know Callum Powell, what the fuck are you doing? Go follow him. But, um, yeah, that was part of the message of the film is not to necessarily glorify these people for, for any reason, you know, they're just people. I wanted to show them as the people that they were as much as possible. And, and everyone had, everyone's human and everyone's got nuance and interesting things to say and things that are interesting about them that aren't related to their movement. And, you know, I feel like there's been enough of that. There's been enough of like building up and talking about the philosophies of parkour. Like if you want to really dive into that, it's been done by people that were way more qualified and uh, knowledgeable to do that than me and and dylan you know on our team so and uh it's that that's not how i see things and that's just not how i wanted to make the edit you know also we just didn't capture that film that film didn't exist as far as i was concerned when i looked at the footage i didn't see anything other than like these are some interesting viewpoints and i tried to just give whoever you know there's a lot of overlap with what everyone was saying but i wanted to give whoever thought whoever I thought said it the most originally or the, with the most clarity got to say it in the film in a way. And I just tried to be as fun and, and journalistic at the same time. But mostly, you know, I'm, I'm, if you've ever watched any of my content and videos that I've edited on that channel, it don't like to take myself too seriously, you know, it ruins it, ruins the fun. So the film is also pretty tongue in cheek, but I don't know. I'd love to talk more about that. I could, I'm fucking going on and on already, so I'm going to stop. But if you want to check it out, I'll put the link in the description. But yeah, that's a film by Merm. Ha ha. Um, and thank you for the caller for for asking about it. And and he had some really kind words to say. He was he was stoked on the film at least, or at least he seemed to appreciate it. So we appreciate you too for calling in. Sorry I couldn't play your voicemail, but you got to get some better phone action in there if you want to be heard. Luckily, I could understand you, but... I'm not going to make the listeners like fucking sit in their cars or they're wherever the hell they are listening to this. Listen to the mum, like the staticky shit. Um, so, right, moving right along. God, this is going to be a weird one, boys and girls. This is kind of a weird episode. I kind of knew it was going to be a weird one, too. Oh, by the way, that first track, um, Bounce. Who was that by? Bounce by, uh, I'm going to pull it up. It'll be in the description, of course. Where else? But uh, that that's that's my new summer track, dude. It got me hype today. Got me hype. Got me ready. I hope it gets you ready. Uh, 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 I'm losing it. I'm fucking losing it, boys and girls. Oh, my God. Shit. Okay, we found it. It's called Bounce, and it's by Masego, comma, Madison, the pink polo EP. So yeah, you pink polo. Come on, that's not. There's nothing more summer than a pink polo. Actually, there's nothing more waspy than a pink polo. So maybe not the best thing, but whatever. I don't. I don't discriminate. Even if you're fucking wearing a pink polo and you probably look like a douchebag. Maybe you're not one. Maybe you're not. Again, everyone's story is interesting. 
everyone, you got to kind of believe that you got to believe that your story is interesting enough. That's what I have to, that's what I have to do when I come sit down here. I'm just like, my life's cool enough to at least have fun doing this. You know, I don't have shit. I barely have things to talk about, but you know what? I'm having a good time and that's really all that matters here. Um, Guernsey's coming up. We got that Guerns. Oh wait, before we go to Guerns, I'm so scattered right now. I'm sorry, guys. This is gonna be uh, this is one's for the hardcores only. Before we go to Guerns, let's go to that DM. We got another good question from someone who DM'd the Height Drop Instagram, and I want to give them also some love. Um, we because again, I you know we're building a community out here. This this shit doesn't exist. It as much as I'm just having fun, and that's all that matters. It also doesn't matter unless people are also enjoying it you know otherwise i'm just screaming into the ocean or the woods um (laughs) dude i'm so shit at fucking using this thing sometimes i don't even know where to find my messages hello there they are okay so we got a message from josue Quintana, who, uh, that's J-O-S-U-E underscore Q-U-I-N-T-A-N-T-A-N-A underscore. And they said, if you were 20 and getting back into parkour, what would you do differently? Guru? With a guru face? I don't know what that is. It's an emoticon face, and I don't know what it is, but it's like a like curious looking eyeball thing. Um, If I was 20 and getting back into parkour, what would I do differently? Well... You know what's interesting is I was 20 when I was getting into parkour. So um, I wouldn't do anything differently probably. I would just do what I did, which is uh, I tried to push myself and be true to myself and be genuine and honest with my movement and not waste the movement. You know, For me, it was always about intention. Like I always wanted to set the right intent for my training whether it be, at least I was aware of like, I was just going out there to have fun or I wanted to push myself or there was always something to do. And that's kind of stayed with me. And, um, there's a, there's a blessing and a curse to that. You know, for me, it was harder to stay disciplined sometimes. Cause if I didn't want to train or if I didn't have a reason to train, I wouldn't. And, um, and I followed a lot of, uh, the people around that I thought could help push me in those directions. You know, like my, my general rule is I would just try to be around and learn from the people that you admire, you know, whoever is inspiring you or whoever's giving you the, the goosebumps, whatever, just go near them and, um, and train with them and observe and like be a good person and show up yourself. Like you have to show up. You have to work on yourself and then you can take more out of life. You know, you can, you, you can, you have to, you give, you get what you give and all that shit. Um, what would I change? Again, there's nothing you can change because at 20, I didn't know any better. Like if I could talk to myself at 20, guess what I would say? Uh, you should probably slow it down a little bit and you should like try to take care of your body more because uh, like I had mild scoliosis before I even started training you know, official training before I knew really what I was doing when I, before I called it parkour, what I was doing when I was just fucking around, jumping off of shit my whole life. But 
before I started calling it parkour, I had already developed or I already had, I don't know what it was, but like a smiled curve in my spine. And, um, you know, if I paid attention to the things that I pay attention to now, I could have built myself up probably, probably to be stronger and with fewer injuries. And, you know, that would have been better for my body or whatever. Um, but for me, I went a really aggressive in the training and I progressed probably faster mentally than I did physically or with my conditioning. But all ultimately at 20, I didn't fucking, I wouldn't even listen to me. If I was 20 years old, I would, it's not like people didn't tell me to be sustainable when I was 20. It's not like no one said, you got to take it slow. I just fucking did what I thought I was, could do and what I was best suited for. And I just tried and pushed myself as hard as I could because that's who I am, you know? And I don't think that would change. I don't, I don't know that like advice really lands on you unless you're ready to receive it and you really want and accept that advice which is why I don't give people advice most of the time. You know, unless they really solicit my advice, uh, it chances are they're not going to hear it. Even if they do ask for it sometimes, it's not necessarily from a place of, of true openness. And, I, and that's because that's just the way human beings are. You know, people think they want to, maybe they just want to ice break something so they'll talk to somebody, but they're not even really listening. They're just kind of, I don't know what they're saying. Sometimes, you just have to wait to learn the lesson yourself is all I'm saying. I've learned that like early on in my life, I realized that I really don't learn things that well without just going through them. Like that's really the best way to learn shit for me. It's always been to just go through that shit, make it, make the mistake, correct the mistake, you know, and then you actually have the tool set to use with, with uh, moving forward. So it's actually a better way to do it in some ways. Obviously, you know, there's things that I didn't have to learn the hard way. Like I didn't, I didn't have to get my arm bitten off by a shark to know that I don't want to like swim in shark infested waters, except like shit like that. Obviously you have to deduce as much as possible, but still, you know, the lessons that I could have learned when I was younger, I, it's not that the messages weren't out there. It's not that someone wasn't telling me the right things all throughout my life that the messages were always there, but you're not going to learn that shit unless you're ready to receive it. Unless you kind of are ready to make the change, unless fucking life smacks you in the face and then you realize that there's a problem and you want to like change. I hope that makes sense. That was weird shit. That's some inspiring shit maybe, but, uh, not unless you're ready to receive it. Um, so it's a good question. And we appreciate it, but, uh, you know, I just don't know what I would change, honestly. It, you know, if I had taken a more sustainable approach or if I would like, worked my body in different ways and it just, would I have enjoyed it more? Like, who would I be? I wouldn't even be me at that point. I would be someone else if I was doing it that way. And, um, and who knows where that would put me, you know? I don't want to worry about that because I'm here and this is who got me here myself. So I'm just going to stick with that. But um, yeah, it's a good question, but it's also just, uh, you know, one of the, those, are, those are the types of questions where I'm like, the fuck, dude? I, I have no idea. I don't know what I would do differently um, other than, you know, pay attention. You know, all you can really do is pay attention like, to yourself and what you want and uh, you'll figure it out. As long as you stay actively involved in your own life, you know, which I've always been pretty good about until I wasn't. And guess what? 
I learned that lesson the hard way as well. Uh, just like everything. Got to learn that shit the hard way. The hard way. Hard way. It's a hard way. <laughs> I learned that I could sing really high the hard way as well. I learned it. Um, all right. So we thank you guys. We thank you so much. If you're if you're calling to the podcast or if you're commenting, if you're sending DMs to the podcast, um, you know, I hope you, I hope I don't come off as aggressive with my answers sometimes. I'm just trying to give you guys my honest opinions because there ain't no time to be less than authentic, you know, in this world. And uh and I know you guys are smart out there. You know, I think that's what the problem is sometimes is people don't have an, they don't give enough credit to the to the audience. That's why these podcasts are doing better. You know, these Joe Rogans and the who the fuck else is having a really successful podcast? Um, like the Sam Harris's. Like there's this inter, there's this thing called the intellectual dark web. Um, there's this like phrase that's kind of developed from some of these big podcaster minds that you know they have these huge audiences. And why are people growing to those those spaces? They're going there because they're fucking sick of the news. Because the news plays to the lowest common denominator every time, and they're always just trying to manipulate and do some stupid bullshit to get ratings or to get whatever. And because it works, you know, on, on paper, because the marketing guys come in and they say, oh, well, you gotta, you gotta put the F word in this fuck, you know, (laughs) you gotta, or I don't know what you gotta do. You gotta do some stupid horse shit, like clickbait titles. You gotta do something. You gotta trick the audience. It's always about tricking the audience. We like, we wouldn't get as many clicks unless we did this. And I just fucking hate that. And I think people are all over the world are starting to wise up to that. They're getting sick of being placated towards, they're sick of, of being baby fed bullshit and, uh, you know, pissed, getting pissed on and told it's raining and just, it's (laughs) people are smarter than, than, than the biggest groups, the biggest enterprises. They always and that's just like the nature of life, I guess, or whatever. Just like things get bigger and bigger and then they want to maintain that power. So then they start, you know, maybe not, you know, that's where you got to stop. That's where you got to stop is you got to be genuine because as soon as you're going after the clickbaits, instead of going after, uh, the truth, you know, then you're fucking off. You're, and you're going it, to, it, it's not, you know, it was sustainable for a long time. It was working for a long time, but people are wising up and Joe Rogan's podcast is going to be bigger and is bigger already than any show on television. It's going to be, it's more influential. It has more impact because people can trust, you know, what's coming out of his mouth. People can discern for their, for themselves because he doesn't, he doesn't have, he's not trying to, to maintain sponsors and he's not trying to maintain uh, certain political affiliations or, you know, that's why it's it's so important to be independent. You know, that's what the the whole movement is of the future is just people just I think this is like one of the things that's is is turning the key, like this intellectual dark web, these big thinkers, this Jordan Peterson is obviously in the spotlight right now because he's a he's another one of these guys that's a a thinker, a free thinker and he kind of just is who he is. And yeah, some people are pissed off by it, but a lot of people are you know, 
not most people are not part of those groups. Most people are not actually outraged, even if they disagree with with someone like Jordan Peterson or Joe Rogan or you know me. I, I have to imagine that there's people out there that don't like the way I did what happened or they don't like some of the things I say on this podcast. But if you're mature enough to to just kind of whatever, if you're still gaining insight, if you're still, you know, I don't listen to, to Jordan Peterson because I think he's the answer. I listen because he's got insights. He helps me think about things in ways that I don't, I'm not able to to access easily on my own. And uh, same with Joe Rogan and same with all, like all the guests that he brings on. And it's, it's just a different time and uh, it's a better time because more and more, you know, that's what the internet has done. And that's what blockchain's doing for, for people is it's just, is making it, that barriers to entry so much smaller so that the cream can rise to the top. And it, I don't know what I'm talking about now. I'm just going off now. Going off. Let's go back to parkour for a moment. Let's get out of the politics. The fuck am I talking about with this guy's shit? God damn. Guernsey trip is coming up. If you guys don't know Guernsey, you don't know shit. <laughs> you got to go to Wyoming. Guernsey Reservoir. Actually, I don't even want to talk about it too much because I want it to stay a little secret, sort of. I want it to... It's nice because not many people go there, actually, but basically it's a sweet reservoir. If you watched uh, some of the Merm videos content on it, we've done some cliff jumping there. I'm really excited. It's the first trip of the year, first trip of the summer to Guernsey. Should be a good one. Um, our boys out there, the Tryhard Collective, former Height Drop alum guests, will be will be probably joining us. They're back from Europe any day now. And uh, if you've been following them, they put out a, a sick hype little edit actually from uh, from their just random scraps, you know, or clips from their trip through Europe. Um, and of course we had them on before they went out there and uh, uh, hopefully we're going to have them on. Maybe we'll, do a Maybe we'll even do a podcast in Guernsey and talk about their trip. I would love to do that. So look out for Guernsey content coming your way. I had a sick training day with uh, Nicholas Ortiz and Dante the other day. There's going to be some some funny stuff coming out of that on my Instagram soon here. And then let's get to uh, let's get to the main video of the week. We'll just call this section the biggest release of the week. And I'm going to go ahead and say it is stores store uh, what is it called crossing countries with Canon. Um, if you didn't check this one out. You got to check this shit out. Store, obviously, the biggest followed, most followed, uh, and rightfully, you know, they've earned that, 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 uh, what is the fucking, what's it called? You know what I did, guys? I ran out of Alpha Brain. By the way, on it is going to be in the description, but I ran out of Alpha Brain and, uh, I'm only on coffee right now, so I'm, I'm forgetting words, but they, that's the accolade. They've just they've earned that accolade of you know most followed biggest parkour channel, and crossing countries was sick. This is something they I've wanted to do actually for for some time is have these moving obstacles and use trucks and boats and stuff more in in training and make it more like a chasing. Like this was very very reminiscent I thought of of like the James Bond Casino Royale scene and just really really truly applied parkour and across different surfaces and different situations rather than than something that feels like a training video it feels you know it's very cinematic it's it's just showing off the city the environment and 
the movement is almost supplementary to that instead of, uh, you know, it being necessary. But I mean, obviously some of the things that went down are, are ridiculous or super high impact. They did this, Drew Callum and um, Max, I think, did this huge Kong off this bridge onto this boat, this ferry. And it looked like probably a 15 foot drop to the, <laughs> or more to the, from the top of the bridge over the railing. God damn, and no pads. Like they had some pads during some of the filming. Um, but Jesus, that looked impactful. That was nasty. And on a moving thing, like you never know with that much impact how you're going to roll. It was just super pimp. Uh, Benj and Josh had like a really cool little line where they were jumping back and forth across these ledges and across. Oh man, that was one of the coolest parts with uh, with these little logs and tables that these guys were carrying. It was just like super cinematic. And they did this, you know, some car jumps. Obviously, that's that's really fun and unique because you can't, you know, unless you're a complete asshole, you're not going to like jump out of people's cars and fuck their whole roofs up. But obviously, Canon provided them with, with some vehicles to jump off of. I want to rent a truck, get that young insurance and and do some of that myself one day. Just rent a truck and get all my friends out and fuck around. Maybe we'll do it for a height drop. Exclusive, exclusive. Um, and training, train jumps and, you know, stores fucked with trains before and, and that's always a good one. Um, I think the boat stuff was my favorite maybe. And the rail yard, actually the, the shipping container stuff at the very, towards the end of the video was really sick. Benj does this dive Kong onto this forklift. Oh, that was a piece. That was a ting of beauty. That was, um. You know, it's it's just I I love it when just uh it's something can become iconic, just a classic move, just a big Kong off this fucking bridge. It's just a Kong. It's just a Kong. Literally, you don't even have to go any distance. You just have to take a huge drop. But I love those moves. I love a move that really doesn't require that much. You know, I, even though it's super gnarly, it doesn't require that much from the athlete. But it's just beautiful to watch someone do. Just a giant Kong onto a boat. I mean, what a cool opportunity. If you haven't seen that, you need to watch it. And then they did this sick little transfer from the big boat to the little boat. That was sick too. All right. So lastly, um, within the parkour talk here, I'm going to just mention that I'm getting hyped. I'm getting really excited for the competition season. It's It's starting to come around. And we're seeing, uh, I, don't, I don't know where all these competitions are even held. There's so many competitions now. It's like, it's, it's nuts. Like, I don't even bother myself necessarily with, with following them all. But, um, you know, some of the athletes I'm following, Ed Scott, a lot of the Storm athletes are, you know, the young guys, Ed and Joe Hendo and uh, Charlie Havel, the, the kind of like the new generation of Storm free run athletes. Those guys are fucking, first of all, I think they listen to the podcast. So shout out to those boys. Hey, hey, you know I love you guys. And uh, I can't wait to see them out here because I know they're coming through for for competitions here in Colorado and also just because Storm's been doing like an America trip pretty much every year now for a few years, which is dope. Um, but those guys are crushing. They're taking first place in a lot of stuff. Like Hendo obviously is is the speed champ. He's the people's champion. and And I do take credit for coining that term people's champion for team for for Joe Hendo um, because basically he got the most love out of anyone when he was first competing out in the international and uh, in 
in Apex International, like way back in the day, and the qualifiers, like he was just getting all in the Facebook live stream. Everyone was rooting for him. So strong presence. Much love to the UK community. It's cool how they all just really support each other out there. And um, and then Ed Scott just throwing down some of the really creative movements. And and these are not even. I mean, these guys are just training. They're just they're just doing their damn thing. They're doing the damn thing. Like this isn't even like the this is the beginning of the peak competition season of par- of parkour each year and it, it's going to culminate you know for me it always culminates uh in august roughly with napc or now it's what is it called now sorry i should know because i'm hopefully going to be commenting again um but it's escaping me right now but sport parkour league uh they just rebranded i think their 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 championship this year but formerly napc that's like always a big one and of course the apex international which uh you know is the the competition we host here in Colorado hyped for these events. Those that's where it always culminates for me. Those have always felt like the biggest events for me, obviously I'm biased because it's where I live in the, in North America and obviously here in Colorado. Um, I'm curious to see actually what, what more, some of these European athletes have to say of like, which, which competitions feel, you know, like they're on the same platform or the same, um, what is it? to echelon like the same tier and which ones are a little more local or regional and then which ones really truly feel international like i feel like when we did the international it did feel like it was a truly world a a truly global event it was truly like a there was representations from you know i think four or five continents like something crazy like that and we had a lot of a lot of basically only top level athletes were competing in that so um but you know the and then we had the live stream and stuff it's it's tough because sometimes the production value is not there maybe the live stream is not there but the the level of competition and the 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 this course design and everything else is there you know there's a lot that goes into competitions that it's harder to execute than you know you might expect and it actually does take a lot of experience and that's why i know that things like NEPC and Apex International and some of these more established hop the block i think has been doing it for a few years um jesus I don't know all of them. I, I should I should know more. I'm, things are escaping me right now, guys. I need to get that young alpha brand. I need to order some on it products so I can remember. I can so I can have total recall of all my vocabulary and every word and thing that's ever happened in, in my lifetime. But yeah, that's uh that's the world of of parkour. I mean, summer's the summer's the best time. It really is just like the most fun. I uh, hope you guys are excited. It's gonna be a good. Good year. 2018 is feeling good. Um, and of course, we got to shout out the one thing that was terrible that happened. And I only, I only met this, uh, this young, this young man briefly in my last trip through through uh, London. But he's a really cool guy, and he deserves more attention as is because he's he's insanely talented. He's definitely climbing through uh, the through the just like the network or whatever. He's definitely just becoming more well-known within the community and outside of it. Um, Abdullah, Abdullah, I don't know his actual last name, but Abdullah Fat on Instagram, P-H-A-T, who's part of that fat team, took this hench, and I do mean hench, hench, fucking bail. Um, and if you live in London or if you've ever been through some of those mo- many more famous spots, I don't actually know where it is. It's definitely along that 
fuck. I should know more. Sorry, guys. It's been a minute. But it's along that main tour like the, where... Uh, oh, Christ. I don't know. I don't know, like, my maps. <sighs> Whatever. Like, near, nearish the big... There's, like, this spot that's really famous. I, I don't know the fucking name. There's that famous plyo down the rails. Callum and Powell was... You know, I think the pioneer or a pioneer for that. And then there's, it's near Big Ben. It's kind of like across the river from Big Ben. And, um, you know, it's a really hot spot in London. There's this really big Kong to pre that, you know, when you're there, you're like, ah, it's one of those things where you're like, fuck, it's doable, obviously, but you have to be feeling fresh to hit that. It's a really big fucking Kong. And, it's got a drop on the other side and it's a high wall and it's just a, it's just a massive. It's just one of those big high scale Kongs and there's a little overlip on the, on the wall. So there's this high risk already of clipping your knees. And unfortunately that's what happened to our good friend, Abdullah. Um, and I haven't seen another angle of it yet. So if you can find that, please DM me because I want to see the other angles of this. Cause with the guy that, you know, the, the post that Abdullah made and the one that was like mainly shared and the one that I'm going to link in the description is he just, you just see him clip his knees and then he just goes full Superman. Like what, what happens when you basically clip your knees is all of a sudden now you're rotating forwards, like in towards your, towards your head rather than, you know, kind of with a reverse rotation towards your feet. Um, like you want to be and the camera just dips out. It looks like he's going to die. And, uh, he just, by the time the camera gets back to him, he just like chilling on the wall. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know what, I have to know what happened. I have to know. So please DM me if you saw that. But unfortunately he broke his arm or both of his arms rather. Like I think an, a radius on one side and, uh, uh some, some other, like a scaphoid or, or, you know, his wrist bone or something on the other. Um, so we, we do wish him a speedy recovery and, uh, you need to check out that bail. It was fucking savage. And part of the bail is, and this is such fucking horseshit. When are people going to learn? Like, this is what pisses me off sometimes about societies. They just don't understand fucking shit. This is why the news dumbs shit down. It's for people like these assholes that haven't done shit in their lives. They've never really applied themselves, maybe, or they, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with them. Maybe they're just, they're, there's a screw loose. This clown, literally, this fucking clown in yellow and red polka dotted jumpers jumpsuit with full face paint and everything and a fucking curly wig or some shit as as abdullah's running up to do this insanely intense kong pre you know it's on par with with um you know it's not quite at the same height consequences but difficulty wise it's it's very similar to the famous imax one kong you know as as far as uh the amount of focus and stuff that you'd want to have for doing it. Um, but I don't know. I've done either of these Kongs. So what the fuck do I know? But basically that's what I'm thinking of it as. It's one of the gnarliest Kongs you can do. Uh, and this fucking clown's like, oh, go, 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 don't do it. Like as he's full sprint coming up and right after a guy uh, behind camera already counted him down as it, you know, he's already cleared him to go. I'm imagining like, and it's just, it's just this fucking, you know, whatever these muggles, if that's what you have to call them. Every, everything's got muggles. You know, I'm a muggle for the silks community. Like, I don't do silks. I'm a muggle for the scootering community. It fucking never going to scooter. Actually, that's not true. Actually, I did scooter when I was a little kid. Scooters are kind of sick, even though skateboarding is obviously 
for sure go skateboarding instead of holding handlebars. I don't want to get into that, but goddamn, some of the scootering, it's just like, it's just too easy if you're getting that good at it. If you can do all that shit you can do on a scooter, you're obviously very talented. And maybe it's part of me being jealous, but if you're, if you're over the age of 17, you have to end your scootering career because it's just not a manly, it's not something you should do with a beard. And I can't grow a beard, but if I had a fucking beard, I have a goatee and that's already too much facial hair for someone who's really good at scootering. Sorry, not every sport can be dope. Scootering is not one of the sports that gets to be on the dope side of things. There's just too many sports already. With handlebars, you have biking, and with wheels on a board, you have skateboarding. And scootering tried to come along and hybridize and sneak in and be cool, and it's just not fooling anybody, all right? I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you're a scooter out there, but you, you, you fucked up. You picked the wrong thing. Don't be on a scooter. Rollerblading, that's as, that's as close as you get to doing something different that's also still sick. But at least it's original. At least I'll give scootering that. It's its, its own thing, whatever. I'm talking shit, of course, but goddamn. We're going off. We're going off. I'm rambling. Oh, God, this episode's way too long already. Um, shout out to Abdullah Fat. That's all I got to say. Shout out to him. Much love to all you listeners out there. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this weird one. Ranting, rambling, and um, and we cleaned house though. We got the we got the we got our height drop voicemail taken care of. We got our one comment taken care of. Um, I'm for sure going to <laughs> try to get more guests on here. Obviously, like we want we want to see this thing grow. So if you guys want to get at me, please, I need some help. What do you guys? Who do you want to see? I want to work with you guys on this. So who do you want to hear from? Um, and, uh, if I get enough responses, I'll even do a Skype. If I have to, I'll do a Skype. If there's someone across the pond or across the desert or, uh, across the universe, whatever, we're going to get them on this podcast. Um, but yeah, pieces of shit like this clown, dude, they don't, I, I forgot. I never really wrapped that up. Pieces of shit, dude. They just don't know what they they've never done things in their life. So then they're gonna they're gonna scream. They're trying to make a joke. They don't realize that it requires lots of focus. When you see someone on a trapeze, when you see some guy walking a tightrope, you don't go ah! like you don't start screaming shit at them. This is why it's important for things to come into the mainstream more. And that's like why fucking the office and st- that's why that shit pisses me off because. It doesn't help people. I mean, it's good because it gets eyes on it. It's bad because it doesn't help people understand or appreciate it. And just like I was saying earlier, it's just like people need to just understand things. People need to be more nuanced. And I'm tired of people dumbing things down in some ways. For sure, be funny and have a sense of humor. But also, let's not lower the bar so low that we're all just bullshitting each other, you know? I don't know what I'm saying at this point, guys. I'm losing it. I'm just step your game up. If you're if you're a bystander, step your game up. Try to understand before you start shouting shit at people that it's not about you right now. You know, it's a not about you. That's what's so annoying about that. It's just someone wants that clown wants to make it about him. 
He's like, I got to make this about me. This moment, it's my moment. It's not your fucking moment. You just fucking maybe stole some focus away from Abdullah. I don't know that it was the sole contributing factor or whatever. You know, only he knows that. Um, but God damn it. You know, that happens a lot in parkour is people will scream out at you middle of your run. And then ultimately you got to take responsibility and you have to be ready for those moments. Because even, even though I fucking hate this clown and anyone like him that would scream and try to take a, a, someone else's moment and make it about themselves, truly a selfish thing to do. You know, you don't know Abdullah. You don't, you're not, why are you joking with some guy you've never, some strange stranger on the street who's working hard to push himself? It's just annoying. It's fucking infuriating. But uh, yeah, we as practitioners, we got to be ready for that as well. You know, like we can't expect society to adhere to our our demands. But uh, but I'll be damned if I if, if I don't call that clown a piece of shit. All right, man. I really cussed a lot. I feel bad. Uh, if you're a young listener, um, don't have a potty mouth like me. You know what? A lot of the reasons why you have to swear is because you can't finish your thoughts. I'm not articulating the, my thoughts as well as I want to, and I fill things in with swear words sometimes. This is, this is something that I, I want to avoid more. So I'm going to cut that back as much as possible. But I got much love for you guys, and I thank you for listening to this full, lengthy ramble. Um, it was a good one. Send us some more comments. Send us some more uh, voicemails on the hotline. We really do need more of that because it's it's super crucial to to stay in touch with you guys and uh, and help make this show what you guys want it to be. Um, I really enjoy doing it, but also I enjoy doing it anyways. So that's why I want to help you guys out as well and get, and get some of the things that the listeners, people that are giving back to the podcast and contributing and writing the reviews and whatever. I want to make sure you guys are, are looked after, looked, uh, looked after. And, um, uh, you know, some of your needs being met as well. Cause my needs met, you know, I got my, f- I got strawberries here. I don't know if you guys knew this. I got strawberries. I got my own strawberries here on the podcast. Listen to this. Can you hear that? That's the taste of freshness. That's the sound of freshness. Mm, summer strawberries. You kidding me? I'm living it up is what I'm saying. My job's easy. So please get at me and demand more. I'm a free, I'll, I'll be happy to oblige. All right. That's another one in the books here. Let's go. Let's go ahead and play ourselves out again. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get out of here. We got that, that same track, the high track. Hope it gets you guys pumped up for your week. I can't thank you enough. And, uh, God damn, you know, we'll be back. We'll be back with Guernsey. We'll be getting some guests soon. I can't wait for this season to pop off. I really know that it's going to be more and more hype very, very soon here because we got all the, the people coming through. I'm going to try to get on the podcast and we have a lot of international guests potentially coming in hot. So much love until next week. We'll see you guys. Peace.
You got your host right here, Masego. Trap House jazzing it up.